I'm Bob Sullivan, the new host of AARP's The Perfect Scam Podcast. And with Frank Abagnale and other top fraud experts, we're bringing you brand new episodes of America's most shocking scam stories. I got an email alerting me to 22 accounts that had been opened up in my name. Scam was masterfully designed. New episodes available now. Subscribe to The Perfect Scam Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. As things change, other things stay the same, like Ohio Lottery scratch-offs, from small tickets to big tickets, from bright colors to flashy themes. There's something for everyone. Big wins make big stories, but it's the millions of small wins every day that make life-changing memories. And your biggest win will come by following the state-recommended safety protocols during this special holiday season. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. Welcome, everybody, to Juice Pro Wrestling, <laughs> uh, episode 102. I forgot what we're calling it. Uh, with me this evening is Bodie. I'm I'm not as slick tongued or uh, I'm not as good as Justin at this, at this stuff. I'm filling in because good news, Justin um, just had a newborn baby boy. He was born uh, with the internet magics two nights ago. Um, so healthy baby. Yep. Uh, we look forward to having Justin back. And in the meantime, Bodie and I are going to be filling in with a uh, very casual getting to know us episode. Uh, yeah, that's it, man. So how you doing, Bodie? First thing I'm doing first. good. How are you? I'm good, man. Uh, little audio issues right before we started. I I, uh, I was telling you how I got incredibly fired up. So mad. I get so mad. I get so, You're getting hot. I get so mad. And also, I wish I had a better studio. I'm sitting in a – I'm sitting in my I Love Horses room. Um, so yeah, dude, uh, you're sitting in one of those pods. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, first of all, thank you everybody who's listening. Uh, remember to share, remember to let everybody know if you like our faces, tell us you like our faces. That's all I got. I didn't prepare anything better. I'm so used to kind of keeping my mouth shut most of the times, unless I want to interrupt Justin and fuck up the flow of the show that, uh, that I'm actually a deer, deer in headlights a little bit right now. But, oh man, um, or we'll, we'll work through it. You're so, good. Uh, let's do some in the news stuff. I've been popping in yeah. and out of wrestling world. I, I follow a lot of uh, indie wrestlers on Twitter, and they all yeah. seem to be well. Half of them are losing their mind, and half of yeah. them are fucking thriving right now. Like just True. preparing. Like uh, what's that? What's that movie about? About the guy that goes to jail for uh, for a thousand years, based on a classic book by Thomas. Oh. Oh yeah, God. I don't I don't know the title off the top of my head. Everybody's screaming the title right now, but that's how I feel like everybody's just <laughs> laying in the way. And there's some wrestlers that are just their muscles are getting bigger and bigger and they're getting bainier. And then when this shit stops, they're just gonna explode. But um we'll go back and forth, dude. What's uh what have you been uh what kind of news? I know the WWF thing, but you go and uh like what kind of shit's going on? Um just uh AEW's tournament. Uh, they got that uh, for the TNT championship. They got that going on. Um, we saw 
Cody Rhodes go over um, Sean Spears last week. Yeah, last week, Dynamite. With the whole thing going on, my weeks are all messed up, man. It's yeah. Weird, but, um, that tournament will be cool. Um, you know, there's still, they got like a lot of stuff taped too. Um, they went to, funny story about that too, is they uh, have a ton of stuff taped for at least like a month and a half to two That's months. That's um, And they were doing it out of QT Marshall's like facility that he has. So all the dynamites that you've seen in the past like couple weeks and going forward is from his residence or his facility, huge facility, by the way. Um, but yeah, the funny story is that um, it's located in Georgia, I believe, somewhere because of, um, some cops in Georgia came in and sh- almost shut it down because they thought they were uh, violating the uh, shelter shelter in place. So they had to go in there and like figure what was going on. And uh, they had to stay there, too. Yeah, I think a child is being murdered behind you. Um, Yeah, there is. (laughs) No, I I think it's funny. I think, uh, yeah, uh, I am suspicious that the uh, cops didn't know what was going on. They're like, there's wrestling going on. There's like chicks doing flips with butt suits on. (laughs) Let's go investigate. (laughs) I'm always suspicious, man. But uh, yeah, uh, so uh, Dynamite's been... Dynamite's been pretty pretty good, man. After WrestleMania, which we haven't really talked about because everyone else did, and I feel like it would be just talking about the same stuff everyone else already did. Uh, but uh, I mean, if you got one minute to talk about it, let's do WrestleMania. Oh, yeah. I got one, one, one whole minute. That's it. One minute <laughs> about uh, Mania. About Mania. One minute. Right. That's it. Because everybody's already talked it to death. Oh yeah, yeah. But All right. you want me to go? Yeah. The count's already started. Oh, man. Uh, I was wondering what you're doing. I thought you are counting me down. Um, so, yeah, Mania was uh, weird um, without the <laughs> crowd there. Some matches were pretty good, uh, held up on its own. Um, but, I mean, you know, the two that stood out the most, of course, was the Boneyard match, which was amazing cinematic wrestling. And I think that's kind of – I wouldn't say the future of wrestling, but I would say – that is an untapped potential market to reach into to do matches. And that would give longevity to guys like the undertaker, uh, you know, guys that are a little bit older, can't move around as fast, but still can't let go. Yeah. They can still hold down the story. They can still tell a story. They can still cut a promo. Um, And personally, I loved the fun house match. I loved that. I thought it was amazing. It made me, uh, I, I don't, like everybody, like people knock Cena, and I was never a big John Cena guy. I didn't watch wrestling at that time. I, I stopped. But it made me kind of respect him a little bit because in a way it was like addressing all his criticisms over the last shit, like 15, 20 years. Not 20, but as long as he's been at the top of wrestling and addressed all that stuff. Um, I watched it, man. It was fine. It, like you said, it was weird. It, they did the best they could. And you know what? They got people's minds off that thing off of uh, off of everything else you you were entertained right. for two hours the undertaker thing uh just real quick was so that cinematic stuff i thought like back in like the 2000s and going forward that they did a lot of that stuff anyways like i remember uh uh help me out what's the uh the dude that was a cop um, big boss man yeah big boss man did like a whole thing with i think with undertaker like in a graveyard with his cop car i don't know they did i feel like they've done a bunch of stuff like that yeah, they've, they've done not, stuff like that. Uh, in bursts, I think it's fine, but I'm not really crazy about that. It's one of the reasons, like, 
the stuff outside of the ring that isn't in front of a pro, like in a little room with a promo, Mean Gene Okerlund interview, interview style. That kind of <laughs> shit. That kind of shit. Like other than any storytelling outside of in ring or in promo, I kind of get turned off by the rest of it. It's, it's. I think it's one reason why I stopped watching it because there were so many times they're like in the locker room or somewhere where they go long form conversations, and I'd be like, yeah. I don't care. I don't care about you know. It, it's. I just, yeah. So um, but WrestleMania, it was fine, man. Uh, yeah, there wasn't it was like there wasn't something that I was like on fire about, man. But it was it was okay, you know. It's funny we we, all, we we've been doing this show now. We're over 100 episodes, and we don't. I don't ever think we get so deep with with certain topics as to get fired up or angry either way. The way that the, yeah. the internet gets like super heated about everything. And case in point, like WrestleMania was cool. It was two hours, and that was that. Like, yeah, it's not as good as any of the other ones. Even the boring ones, I don't think, but it's different. You've been sitting in your house for a month. You've been, uh, you know, you, there's no other live entertainment, you know, even though it was pre-taped still, whatever. Uh, with that being said, do you have a quick opinion about the fact that they're supposed to start taping new episodes, I think, next week or the week after? Like oh, for, for WWE? Yeah, yeah with the WWE. live stuff? Yeah. Uh, I'm Personally, I think, at this point in time, they should have taped a bunch of stuff or continue to tape. Um, I'm kind of against the live thing just because at a moment like this, um, I think people should be, you know, practicing the safe distance um, and then be with their families or be themselves or whatever, you know, um, instead of worrying about making live appearances and stuff like that. I That's just my opinion. I just yeah. think they can use this time to just take the break, yeah. you know. So that's where I'm at with that. That works. And uh, are you watching any other promotions? You're watching any old stuff? Because I a little bit. I, I watch. So I, I understand that everybody wants the newest. Like, give me new shit. Give me new shit. But it's crazy because on the network you got the entire catalog of everything in history, and then on IWTV you got all their shit, which is. I mean, you got to live uh, the next 400 years in order to get all the wrestling that they have put out, and you got. Yeah. Every pro, like whatever, wherever you live in the country, just look it up and you get like, like on the East Coast, they got a couple of the, the indie promotions that are awesome. And then like Chicago's got freelance and, you know, yep. uh, it's just, it, it's, dude, you can get your fill of this stuff because I don't know what yep. maniac has watched everything. And if you have, I tip my uh, hat to you, you fucking <laughs> maniac, because you have kept up with everything. Um, right. And I get it, dude. Like, I keep trying to push with uh, friends and family. Like they're like, Oh my God, I can't, you know, no NBA, no MLB, you know, no major league baseball, no anything Nothing. Um, to just watch on TV. And I'm like, dude, you can watch all these old games that are awesome. Like old classic NBA games, uh, old classic, like world series games, like tennis, football, all that shit. And they're all like, it's not the same. I get it. It's not the same, but it's still like, you still can watch a ton of stuff. Also, Read a book, you jackasses. Yeah. Um, but uh, Dynamite still got stuff putting out that they're putting out. Um, uh, silent hype, like it was a weird hype thing. You and I are working on something that uh, will will uh, wet that appetite and keep you. Uh, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, it'll quench your thirst a little bit. Yeah. Uh, we won't talk about it until we got it. Actually, we'll just do it and it'll be online. Just right. know that. Your uh, people, your 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 wrestling appetite 
we'll get uh, it, it'll be like having a really really good appetizer before the main course comes probably in, in three or four months realistically right i don't know uh-huh. but otherwise um, other any other news shit i i like i said i can't have been keeping up oh my just, God. just indie wrestling drama for everybody's mama that's all i uh i read it and then i'm like Ugh. right it's hard to uh you know because it's a lot of well Unless you're a warhorse, breeze horse, that's that's amazing shit. Um, but no, a lot of them are just you know standing in shape talking about wrestling, and you know they're getting cabin fever, man. Yeah, I mean I still follow it's, them and stuff and see what they're doing to work out and keep active and everything. It's probably hard as shit to go from like, especially for the indie guys to go. I mean, all the guys to go right. from literally traveling like 300 days a year to uh, sitting in a room picking your nose and wondering why your uh, fart smells different every yeah. day this week. Um, now this this so is the time. To step like, up yeah, I was gonna say this is the time to step up the promo game, though. Oh you yeah, know, make videos oh, yeah. and you know oh, work yeah. on your promos, your connection. Dude. That's why Warhorse, Warhorse yeah. is killing it, dude. He's killing it, dude. Yeah. He's ridiculous. Like he does those, and I keep assuming they got to be like single take things, and I'm like single take. I I have, I have trouble. Like right now, we just recorded. And I've heard Juice say, welcome to Juice Pro Wrestling, everybody. Yep. And then he does the intro. And I, and then you tell me to do it. And I'm like, I like you guys. Yeah. And, uh, See, all you got, you just got to be like, welcome to Juice Pro Wrestling today. We got Strenton, the manhandler with Bruiser Boat. This is episode 102, Fear No Evil. Yeah, yeah. Just throw it out. <laughs> um, no, oh, to mention again, the other shit you can watch is Dude, we ne- we we talk barely we barely talk about New Japan, right? Um, and dude, you go watch everything they've done over the last handful of years um, online too. And then Impact's still doing stuff. MLW's still doing stuff. They still right. have like I heard that MLW <laughs> could probably like have episodes on with storylines and everything for like the next year, and they're good to go. And then oh, yeah. Impact Impact is still doing you know they're still they still they're still televising stuff and. I don't know about the impact roster, whether this is true or not, um, that there's, that they're small enough or they're like all in each other's circles that there's potential that they actually can like tape and be safe. Yeah. Or I might, I might be hundred percent talking out of my ass, which no. is just probably. True. <laughs> no, you're close. Yeah. I don't know how the, some of them are doing it, but I know a lot of them's taping stuff. Yeah. Some, I, I think some aren't even run, running and they're just doing like, you know, old library and stuff like that yeah, just yeah. doing like you know promos i like like kind of like what dynamite's doing with um their vignettes and stuff like yeah. that over yeah. there too yeah and then uh the matt hardy stuff with jericho yeah oh, and them going great. into elite deletion yeah. and stuff so that'll yeah. be uh the compound we'll see that soon that stuff's been great yeah um i actually watched ready to rumble last night I haven't seen it since it came out. I, I bought the DVD like a year after it came out at Walmart or something for like five bucks. Yeah. And uh, I popped it in last night before bed and I was like, you know what, man, I'll probably last like five minutes. Fucking two hours later, I'm still watching. I'm smiling. <laughs> I'm watching the special features, which is like there's a special features oh, where it's just dudes getting kicked in the balls. And this was <laughs> this was that shit came out like the DVDs. DVDs probably just started getting popular and special features and uh, like commentary during the whole movie, which they didn't do, I don't think, but they did have some cool special features, like I said, the yeah. ball, the ball shots thing. But to watch like that was Goldberg and his height, um, 
uh, uh, Sid Vicious was still doing stuff. He's still looking like a monster. I mean, shit, it was 20 years yeah, ago. Was. Um, and, uh, like, Goldberg still looks great. He looks older, but he still, lo- like, looks-wise, he still looks, like, awesome. I mean, he he's, like, yeah, he's, he's still chiseled. He's still same shit, but shit, whatever, man. Um, right. All right. Now to the nitty-gritty. Who cares about all that stuff? We'll get some, uh, we'll get some new wrestling soon. Everybody, be patient. Read some books. Um, right. Watch some old stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think you're right, dude. Work on those promos. These everybody's yeah. promo game should get. Like I, I, I t- I've been talking about it the last couple of weeks, but um, one of the people that's been stepping it up is Ethan Page with just yeah. content. His uh, his YouTube channel, um, all that stuff. He sees the value of it. He's been like, this is his time to shine because he's just been prepping. Um, and just doing work and learning and, and upgrading all this shit and just getting better and better. And I think during this time, you're also going to see that um, just how deep his wrestling knowledge goes and what he's right. actually a fan of. And um, although the flippy stuff is awesome and I'm a huge fan, nothing beats a badass story. Um, no, I agree. Not, not like, and, and that's stupid to say it's super obvious, but like, you'll see that. I, I think this time, like if, if this really does last as, as long as I think it's going to be before like, you know, get togethers can really go, which at a minimum, I'm thinking like three or four months, but it could go longer. Like reality, reality is this is our world for the next year and little, you know, gaps and stuff. But uh, man, if this lasts another two months, I think Ethan Page is going to become like one of the shining like storytellers. Oh yeah. It's going to do. And other people are just going to follow suit and be like, I got some awesome ideas too. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw down too. Fuck. Right. So yeah, this is the time, man. This is the yeah. time to let your creativity loose. So, so, uh, so let's get to know Bodie a little bit, dude. Oh man. And I, I'll, I'll get, I'll put you on the spot, but I'll, I'll let you know about my, uh, like my, uh, my wrestling world too. So we've, yeah. Justin and I have talked about it before, like how I got into it, my wrestling history, where my fandom comes from, where, where I was hot and cold. Um, uh, I was as a little kid, like I'll, I'll interrupt you a bunch, but me real quick. I was super into it as a kid. Golden Age Hogan and Macho Man were the guys. And then when my uh, brother, who's seven years younger than me, I got two brothers. He was born. He got all crazy about Ultimate Warrior, and so did we. Then you know he popped in, and we got we got into it. And same with Gord- Glow, Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling. Like there you uh, go. He was big into that too. Um, after that, I fell off until WCW and NWO. Like NWO brought me back into it in a big bad way, yeah. where I would be wrestling. Like I, that, but I, by then I was, was twenty years later. I was in college. Um, you know, I had roommates that were into it too. So, man, I remember there were there were two years where people were getting mad because we we do matches like in our living room, blow up people's light bulbs because we were on a second floor. <laughs> we were doing suplexes and shit. And yes. Like, and uh, yeah, and uh, it was two different apartments. One apartment was the second floor, but it was low to the ground. So, and we did crazy stuff, jumping out windows, coming around and sneak attacking each other, drop kicks, headlocks. You be eating cereal, all of a sudden you're in a headlock. You don't know what's going on. But I also, <laughs> one of my roommates was a legit, like, uh, like state level, whatever you call it, like wrestler. So, oh, really? Our, yeah, wow. one of our things would be, that was my sophomore year. One of our things would be, he would, uh, we were kind of like, I don't remember the Pink Panther movies from like the 70s, 60s, 70s, where him yes. and Kato would attack each other all the time. 
Man, yep. me and my buddy, like my roommate, we did that shit almost every day. And I, so I'm six two, almost six three. And back then, like I'm a big dude, but back then I was heavier, like much heavier. So I'm like this 330 pound guy, uh, and he's he was five 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 four five five maybe five six, but let's say five five. Yeah. Uh, thin but bulky muscle, like wrestler body, and I never could do shit to him. I would attack him every day, or he'd sneak attack me just to scare me. And he scared me every day. Every time he tried, he'd be behind a door under my bed. Uh, he butt like kicked the door in for the shower. Like, you know, you're, you know, uh, college kids, you do dumb shit. And, uh, <laughs> but that, you know, and then, and then when the attitude era gets started, uh, once NWO got a little, uh, boring, I was done until I met Justin and then I popped back into it. And now I'm big into uh, the indie wrestling. There you scene. go. And, yeah. and like a, I'm a, I'm a huge AEW mark now. Um, yeah, but I'll get back to the glow thing in a little bit. Uh, but what about you, man? Like, let's get to know Bodie. Let's get to okay. know you. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I, it all started like uh, like you said, golden age. I remember watching wrestling with my dad. Um, Saturday night's main event, I think, was one of my first exposures to like uh, wrestling in and of itself. Um. And then my dad also watched some NWA and I remember the road warriors and Ric Flair, dusty roads. And, you know, I remember them. Um, I was always big on the heels though, back then when I was younger, like I, I loved Ted DiBiase. I had a wrestling buddy of Ted DiBiase. He was one of my favorites. And, you know, I must've been the only kid that would laugh when he would like invite kids into the ring and like, Hey, dribble the ball for 10, you know, 10 dribbles and you'll get a hundred bucks. And then you'd kick it on nine or something like that. I must have been the only kid laughing my ass off at that. That's because you um, were a little asshole. I was, yes. I was a heel in the making. Nice. Um, but yeah, like him, uh, Jake the Snake was one of my favorites. Oh, he was yeah. Heel face. But man, when he talked, I was just zoned in, um, hanging on his every word. And He's one of those, I think, whether you were a good kid or a bad kid, Jake the Snake, just like, I remember loving him too. Like, almost or, the same like Hogan. Like, I, I just yeah. was like. Like, how do I like this guy so much? He's, exactly. he's so scary and awesome. And like, I never was like scared of him, but I just no. thought he was so fucking awesome. He was creepy. Oh, he was great. But he's still, he's still great, man. I don't know. Oh, I, yeah. He can still awesome. talk. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Mr. Perfect, too, was like another. Same. Dude, same. Dude, I used to, my favorite thing to do, because like I said, back then I was shit. Let's let's lie. Let's say I was 12. I don't fucking remember. But yeah. uh, I used to perfect plex my little brother. <laughs> anybody that was like half my size i'd get i'd get him into the like we'd be talking and i'd be like what did you say what do you want to do we'll finish this argument because yep. uh, when i was a kid we used to i used to rock, like i never fought with kids we never fought um but we would play really really damn hard like yeah. punches uh headlocks all that stuff so as a kid there was one time i actually got into a real fight and it didn't like we're dumb little kids we weren't throwing punches we we're doing like kind of wrestling moves yeah. And and I almost didn't feel it because like I was used to getting headlocked by like my friends and my brother. But we had a rule like hit, like punt, no ball punches, no face punches, but everything else is good. The second, yeah, no balls. <laughs> the second you got mad and retaliated in an emotional way, that means you lost. You could yeah. argue about anything, but if you took a real swing or or like put, you know, poke somebody in the eye or some shit. That means you oh, lost. Man. Even though, even though, even if you were like a hundred percent being a dick, if that other dude reacted emotionally, yeah. mean, my brother did that shit all the time. But yeah, perfect plex, dude. I would uh everybody everybody that I could, I would perfect plex. Yep. 
as soon as I hooked that leg, yep. bridge him, bridge him for the bridge one, two, three. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there you go. So yeah, so yeah. who else? So Mr. Perfect. Yeah, and then going through the going through that era, like golden age into um, I kind of call it like the terrible like early nineties raw, like WWF, because they had like just some terrible gimmicks, you know, but WW was starting up. Uh, coming from w- NWA, WCCWs, you know, they were, you know, they had Lex Luger, they had, who else, they have Sting, Ric Flair, you know, Road Warriors, stuff like that. So it was like kind of offset because on one end you had like fighting, like wrestling, like real-ish fighting, like dudes that just would beat your ass. Yeah. And then over here you had like the gimmick, gimmick city, yeah. you know, like the yeah. goon and Bastion yeah, Booger yeah, yeah. and Duke the Dumpster Drozzy. But that all changed. Yeah, that changed when like Undertaker. When I first saw Undertaker, he changed like that changed everything for me. Like I was huge mark on Undertaker. You know, I think it did that to a lot of people. I missed I missed Undertaker's entire career. Um, Shout out to uh, to to one of my I should say compadres in in Serbian. It's cool movie Radonja. He's uh, my godfather's son. So however that you know however that translates in English, but he uh, he listens and watches the show, and uh, he's eight or nine years younger than me. And man, he grew up, uh, he was, the Undertaker was his childhood. Like he, yeah. his wrestling love planted its yeah. roots like during the Undertaker era. Um, yeah. Well, shit technically is not over. I mean, it is, but that man um, is I've, I've been there still around. Dude. But you know, yeah, I missed yeah. that whole thing. Uh, yeah. But you were a big Undertaker guy? I was, yep. And I remember him in WCW with uh, Danny Spivey for a little bit when they were the Twin Towers. Yeah. You know, and uh, yeah, I was a huge Undertaker guy um, when that all started and some of the matches he had and like, just some of the stuff he would do. Like, it was just so suspension of disbelief, but at the same time, it was just like jaw-dropping. Like, oh my yeah. God, did that really happen? How does he disappear out of the caskets and all this yeah. other stuff, you know? So, like, it just started getting me going. And then, you know, I went through the whole mid-90s building up to um, the NWO WCW taking over and WWE having to change and make some stars and them losing people. And like that time there's no dirt sheets. Internet was not even off the ground yet. So a lot of the stuff is like, it's just really happening. So for example, like when Scott Hall shows up in WCW, here am I, what, 15, 16 at the time. And I'm freaking out. I'm like, dude, he was just on raw like two weeks ago, last week. Hair on my balls. And now this. Yeah, exactly. You know, voice cracking. I'm starting to sweat. What's going no. on? Sir? Is this oh, real? <laughs> it was great, dude. It was killer because uh, it blurred the lines. Like, what's real? Like, is Raw invading WW and stuff like that? Um, so I got like in that era too, like '96 to '97. I started. Um, I don't know if you remember like RF Video, uh, Pro Wrestling Illustrated, and like no. there's other wrestling magazines they always had like an ad for rf video that you could i think it was rf video where you could um order stuff and i would be ordering ecw tapes and stuff like that and then that would come with like some things in there like oh do you like this you can order like five tv tapings or whatever it was because in my area i couldn't get that and i was trying to like you know get a little tv and fix the bunny ears and antenna to try and get like an eastern yeah, yeah. have you always been in your part of uh wisconsin yeah oh not been in that for, for majority, yeah. I moved out yeah. here when I was about six years old. I was born in San Jose, California. Okay. So, oh. but yeah. Dude, bro. Oh, no. <laughs> bro, bro. 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 
So yeah, like I became a huge ECW fan, uh, reading the magazines and stuff like that. And then dude, the cactus Jack, like pretty much like changed my life almost, you know, like watching. He was another dude, man. He was another guy. Like I had totally missed undertaker. And then I completely missed, uh, Mick Foley. Like oh man, hundred percent missed this whole. I just and then you know the classic match that might be on everybody's number one. Like there's a lot of people whose number one match is that cage match with the two of them. Oh, the Hell in the Cell. Yeah, Hell in the Cell. Yeah. Um, as a whole, like if you had to pick one number one, uh, and I missed both of their careers because I was just I wasn't man. interested in any of that shit. Like right, I love I love that like coke fueled shit from the golden age man like well they didn't know what to do where it was like ridiculous but you're a kid watching this go like these guys these guys are real this whole thing yeah yeah. and then you know i just i fell off and then i think it was because i'm i don't know something about nwo really got to me and that's when i kind of watched a lot of the like uh ray phoenix too um got super into him and um Actually, the the two guys, the controversial guy, the headbutter, helped me out. Um, oh, Chris Benoit. Yeah, Chris Benoit, and then um, his best friend, who Eddie Guerrero. Eddie Guerrero. Thanks, man. Uh, <laughs> got you. I, in it for two years, and I still don't remember anybody's goddamn name. Um, man, Benoit was one of my favorites. I was, yeah, I was a huge fan of both of them. I thought they were both like, uh, they got me into that like lucha style, like the aerial stuff. And I thought, like, right. are these guys bringing flippy shit like to wrestling? But when you watch classic stuff, they definitely weren't. There were other guys that were doing super athletic yeah. things, but it was just as a whole amongst, I think, most of those, the boys' cultures in these like big promotions, it was just yep. frowned upon. Like, clothesline me and punch me and drop kick me. Oh, don't, yeah. Don't do a somersault, you dickhead. Exactly. So, you know, that's, that stems back, comes from Dynamite Kid, too, with uh, the British Bulldog. Like, he was a high flyer. Yeah, but you. A lot of people forget that shit. They think no, yeah. no, you know, black was the tiger, and yeah, tiger mask, and you know, like a lot of those guys. Um, and it's funny you bring up Chris Benoit because putting aside the tragic tragedy that happened that surrounds him, you know, not focusing on that, but as a wrestler, he captivated me. He yeah. uh, just how he moved, how real everything was. He was so intense, oh, yeah. you know. Yeah. Like I, I'm watching him like like wrestle Kevin Sullivan. And I'm like, man, this dude's beating the piss out of him, which right. he kind of was. Well, yeah. But, you know, I remember, you know, watching like uh clash of the champions and them going to like the bathroom and fighting and stuff like that. And I remember they're in Milwaukee for a clash of the champions. I want to say that those two wrestled. I could be getting my matches mixed up, but I remember I was like right outside the bathroom when they were fighting and stuff too. And like, they would take it all over the place. And I love that. Like, you know, Benoit yeah. was just like, to me, it was like, dude, like that's how I want to, you know, be as an intense as him and yeah, yeah. Mick Foley cactus Jack came around and he was in WCW. And, and of course, like after I saw his like first two matches, I went and found all his FMW stuff that he did at frontier martial arts wrestling and all his death matches and King of death match in the ba- baseball stadiums in Tokyo with Terry Funk and Leatherface and, you know, all those dudes, um, you know, that really, that I got in a hardcore death match wrestling and, that's the ECW too, like right around that time. Yeah, I totally miss ECW. I was yeah. a kind of a, I think I was a snob. I was like, if it's not polished like WWF right. back then, like if it wasn't that, I, I was so, uh, until NWO, for some reason, I associated like dirt and grime and gross and uh, and blood 
and I wasn't into any of that like blood bloody shit. But like I associated yeah. that with WCW and Ric Flair. I associated him with that. Oh, yeah. And so like I did not like Ric Flair. <laughs> You know, as different as everything seems this holiday season, one thing still holds true year after year. Everybody loves holiday scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. And with tickets available from $1 to $20, they're the perfect gift for anyone on your list 18 years or older. So stay safe this year and play it safe with your gift-giving. Give scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. Canadian bacon and hardwood smoked bacon. Or Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Get $2 off a large bacon duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. I didn't like Ric Flair until, shit, maybe maybe like 10 years ago. I was like, Ric Flair is kind of amazing. Like. Yeah, he is. As a, as a performer that's been doing the thing for like 50 years now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's, but back then, and, and I associated WCW with him. So I I was like, I am, I'm not watching this fucking garbage. <laughs> this, this, yeah, I just thought it's, you know, it was shit. So, yeah. so okay. So once that happened, yeah. then what happened? Um, well, you know, um, are you talking about like as far as fandom or like getting into my like wrestling? Let's go both. Let's go, let's go to fandom first. Okay, and then, and well, then we'll, we'll backtrack and then talk sure. about so, the yeah, time fandom, and kick dudes in the face. Yeah, now you're talking. So yeah, fandom wise, like all that's going on the, the Monday Night Wars, which is a great time to be a wrestling fan. So um, not only am I watching my ECW tapes that I'm ordering, but at the same time I have I'm watching Raw, but I'm recording WCW Nitro, and then after Raw's over, I'm watching Nitro right, right away, and then you know there's uh, Later on, a little bit down the road, there's SmackDown and Thunder, which isn't even the same. Not even the same area code, but, yeah. you know, the Monday Night Wars is, like, great time to be a wrestling fan. Um, it's funny because, like, a buddy of mine, a really good buddy of mine in high school, he would order the uh, WCW pay-per-views. I would order the WWE pay-per-views, and, you know, we'd go to each other's house that way. So we're not spending a ton of money, but that was right. great, you know, having uh, friends over to watch pay-per-views and stuff. Um, so, yeah, and I remember the day that, uh, WWE bought WCW and Shane McMahon showing up at the taping, everything like that. And then I watched for a little bit, um, for a few years. I don't even know what year it was that I kind of like stopped watching because it got, there was really no competition and it got really watered down. Once WWE bought WCW, ECW started monopolizing. I was watching TNA, which was awesome. You know, that brought me back to some WCW stuff slash ECW. I was watching a lot of that. Um, but yeah, there was a chunk of time until, you know, I was watching off and on. I wasn't watching as regularly as I used to. Um, that was like that weird WWE time where like, they didn't really have like a lot of captivating people. It was like the John Cena era after ruthless aggression and kind of like around where the PG era started. Um, you know, Eddie Guerrero passed away, Benoit passed away. Um, it was after that. So, like I said, there was a chunk, like three or four years, where I'd semi pay attention, but I wouldn't watch it as regularly. And I thought it was really watered down. And I started watching Impact a little bit. Um, that was like until probably like 2009, 2010 is when I started watching WWE again. Because in that time, too, that's when Impact started kind of going downhill or, end of, or TNA or whatever you want to call it. Right, right. You know? um, so, yeah. And then 
then I started getting into indie, like more indie wrestling, like around that time and finding out who dudes were. And I was like, man, these indie dudes like know what's up. Like they're, they're top level guys, maybe not on the top level brand, but you don't need that nowadays, you know? So that's where it all comes to me to present day. Like I'm a huge AEW mark now. I love NWA, still love impact freelance, you know, AW warrior, like all these indie promotions, PCW, you know, so. And you've you been, know. you've been at it like through every, uh, every, every time the, the, the dirt sheets where they yeah. used to be order tapes online, um, buy some magazines and read them. And then that went to like shitty, creepy websites with bad JavaScripting and whatever yep. you call it, flash. <laughs> flash coding yeah html flash yeah html flash coding where you're just like reading stuff and occasionally yep. like a naked lady or a bunch of boners will flash <laughs> yeah shit. and then uh you know and it probably like yeah wherever you can get information to now like now it's just an overwhelming amount from all sides at all times yeah there's, it's a like, com- there's competition yeah but it's i mean it's good and bad because everybody you know, you can, you can know everything. Some, some stuff I get irritated, like, yeah, but, but it's, it's with this because it's not with it's, it, I'll find my point here. It's not just with wrestling. It's just like everything, <laughs> but you do see a lot of like a news article will come out. Something, something bad happened within wrestling. Is it real? Is it not real? But it's right. that could kill the careers of some people and there's yep. no fact behind it. It's all rumor. And then yeah. they just kind of forget about it a few days later. I'm like, like somebody will be accused of something, which I won't give any examples. Somebody will be accused of something. And then the whole wrestling community fandom will like jumps on that shit. Oh, attacks, yeah. Potentially can ruin that person's career. And I, I believe some people probably have got, you know, lost their brand value or whatever. And then right. you just kind of forget about it. Nobody goes, well, nothing no. happened. Like none of it's true. Nothing. They don't address it. They're like, we just almost burned this dude's house down. We kind of burned half of it down, um, right? But eh, whatever. It wasn't us. Uh, he still has the other half of his house. Fuck him. Yeah, yeah. That, that part I don't like. But the fact that you have access to a lot of these wrestlers, like you can reach out to them, and they're cool enough to reach back. Uh, people like us can and build our show uh, based on interviews because we get access to these guys that are entertaining as fuck. And when I say guys, I mean every sex, all yeah. twenty-three of them. So men, yeah. women, unicorns. Ostriches, bears, yep. whatever. I don't know. Oh my. Um, anybody. Anybody. Yeah, yeah. anybody. Um yeah. so so uh so after that, so we'll end it to current, but you had a you had a little bit of you did a little dancing. Yeah, I, yeah, it was pretty steady and all of a sudden I was like, Yeah, it's okay. And then I was like, Oh, here we go. Yeah. Was that at the same time? Cause cause talk because I, I know people that listen know, but they don't actually know that you have your own band. So can yeah. we talk about your the time the how long and and the time that you wrestled also your band forming or any other yeah. bands you were in? Yeah, it was uh the like the same time. I mean, I've been in bands since I was like 19 anyway. So um but yeah, about 2004ish I was uh you know, I had a band that was going pretty well. We were doing local shows and stuff like that up until you know, 2007, 2008 stuff like that and then that band broke up and then i started uh doing mass murder messiah which was my own project and then i had my buddy playing bass with me um and then around that time too is when i you do guitar and vocals right yep and that band i do drum programming well now it's just me doing everything but drum programming vocals and guitars 
Um, and now I do all of it, including bass, so recording and everything. Um, my other band, real impressive. Yeah, real impressive. The other band that's uh, we do a lot of traveling and stuff and playing around is Sexual Atrocities. Uh, I'm pretty sure everyone that's listened to the podcast that when I'm on has heard that name pop up a couple times, but that's around the same time uh, I got asked to be the vocalist there, and I've been a vocalist for SA for uh, ten years now. So. Um, but yeah, around that same time as when my band started doing more stuff, I was playing football for the Racine Raiders too, which is a, um, triple A semi-pro football team played them a couple of years. But, um, once music started going and stuff, I was like, yeah, I'm done with football. I'm going to hang them up. What's and then the I was deal? wrestling at the time too. So it was like, yeah, yeah got to give something up here. So you didn't, when you wrestled, we'll talk about that in a second. When you wrestle, you didn't wear a mask, but when you sing, at least for sexual atrocities, like, yes. or do you do it all the time? Like, you wear a luchador mask. Yeah, for SA, I that shit. Yeah, I wear the I wear the uh, psychosis uh, mask, and uh, that's just because I always loved his mask, and you know, he was one of my favorite luchadors. Was psychosis him and La Parca and you know, of course, Mysterio. But you know, all them dudes are like crazy. Like when I first saw him in WCW, like, man, who are these dudes? Juventud Guerrero and uh, actually Juventud Guerrero, not Guerrero. Um, but yeah, I saw them and then I saw psychosis. I was like, oh my God, like his mask and like the moves he does and like how he was. I'm like, God, this dude's insane. I love it. So I found the psychosis mask. Uh, I think I actually found it in like a hot topic or something weird. Like when they were selling lucha masks, I mean, like a bunch of lucha masks. I'm like, I want that one. So it's not the one I wear now. I got a new one, but the one that I got then was the one I used to wear. It was blue and it had the black hair and the white. Um, and then I gave it away at one of our shows to someone he's actually in another band and i'm glad he has it so i know it's you know abused as much as i abused it you know the horn was like falling off stuffing was coming out of it so but you know uh but yeah that's how that came about was just i bought i liked it and then uh there was one show i wore it and played with it and um then the next like couple i didn't have it on like one of our buddies who's also a fan was like hey how come you don't wear the mask and i was like oh it's just something for fun i was like i'll wear it for you next time next show I did it. And then the next show I did it again. And then like, we just, I was like, I'm just going to stick with it. And everyone was like, yeah, we should totally should. And then we started amping up our theatrics a little more and like dressing up. So now we're just, you know, the beer city party grind. So that's where the mask and everything comes in. You know, nice. just wait till our next show. I'll have like the young buck tassels and everything too. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, always doing references on stage too, to different stuff. So. Do so people come up to you after the shows and they're like, Hey man, I like the thing where you did the thing. Yeah. And you're like, it was good. Fun. funny. The last show that we had at uh club G in uh, Milwaukee, I was wearing my uh, Penta shirt and there was a dude in the front row and he was going zero miedo. And I'm like, yeah, dude. <laughs> like, so it was cool. Like there was a couple of people there that knew what was up. So that was awesome. That's cool. So how the, did you get into wrestling? How did you start performing? Oh, <laughs> Uh, well, let's go back to when I was like 18, 19. Um, actually a little bit before that, me and my buddies just have like in the basement of one of their houses watching, you know, Nitro or watching a pay-per-view. We just, you know, get silly and just start wrestling and stuff like that and doing moves and, you know, suplexing on the couch cushion cushions and mattresses and hitting each other with like pans and stuff like that, like the baking sheets to get the loud ping. So, you know, it's just goofing off. Like, I'm sure a lot of people have done. And then, uh, you know, later on, like a couple of my buddies, we started doing backyard stuff, you know, like 
um, the hardcore backyard wrestling, like tables off of ladders, thumbtacks, barbed wire. And that's what I was doing. You know, like I would be the one the most to go through a lot of that stuff because I was a you know, crazy one that was a little bit, had a couple of screws loose. So I'm like, Hey, hey dude, you should backdrop me off the top of my truck onto your uh, gravel driveway. And they're like, dude, are you dumb? I'm like, no, nah, man, it'd be awesome. We'll record it. It'd be cool. Like, dude, you're an idiot. <laughs> but dude, I was all about it. You know, I was like, yeah, let me, yeah. let me fly off the top of a garage onto grass with nothing breaking my fall. Yeah. that seems like a great idea. I could never do that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I did that. And that's, you know, I did some of that. And, um, all of a sudden, uh, you know, fast forward, I don't know, a couple of years, I'm coaching football. I'm helping my dad coach football with a couple other guys I knew. And, um, so there was a kid that I coached. His name was Jake. Um, I coached him. And then, uh, around that same time, I was probably like 20. Yeah. 2021. 20, um, I got linked up with uh, a dude that a buddy of mine was working with and he was like kind of training to be a wrestler and stuff like that. And I would go and work out with him and I would just do, um, stuff like in the gym he was at and just stuff in his backyard. And he had like us kind of like a ring, not really, you know, the ropes sucked. There were just ropes and stuff and tires. And, but we would go in there and bump, we would do it on a trampoline too, and just do other stuff and just learn basics. And, you know, it wasn't like anything, spectacular it was just fun training right. just knowing the basics right right but then you know you fast forward to um like i said my buddy jake <laughs> oh, i want to say he was like 19 or 20 and he was working at a grocery store and there was a dude he was working with named jason and, and that dude knew a promoter and he was starting to work with him so his promoter showed up or this dude that dude jason showed a picture of me and jake to the promoter and he was like, man, I need these dudes, you know? So we met the promoter. Um, you know, he told me, hey, let's go meet this promoter real quick. Let's go uh, see what it's all about. I'm like, yeah, I'm down. Let's go for it. So we do, and the guy sees us. He's like, holy shit, you know, like, eyes light up. Jake is, at this time, he's fresh out of high school, you know, what, six foot, maybe, six one. I don't know how tall he is, but he's like 340 pounds of muscle. Like, this dude's just solid fridge. And then you got me, I'm a little taller than that. And, you know, I, at the time I was still working out. So I had, you know, some build on me, but you know, I just looked menacing, you know? So he was like, you two need to be in a tag team. So we did formed up a tag team. Uh, we called ourselves disaster piece. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> after, uh, cause he was a huge Slipknot fan and there was a song called disaster piece. So we called ourselves that, um, real cool, <laughs> yeah, real cool, man. It was just, you know, so uh, we get invited to come work out and stuff like that. And I told him I had some training and stuff already. And so we go on the ring and do some bumps and run the ropes and stuff. And that was my first time really running ropes. And that shit hurt because uh, you reach out and grab the rope with one hand, you lean into it, you bounce, you come back. Man, I had bruises on the sides of my body that lasted like two weeks. And then, you know, two days later, I got to go do it again. Ugh, that shit hurt. How long before that goes away? I always wondered about that. It takes a while, for, like, by the, probably for me, it was, like, probably, like, the fifth or sixth training time day that we had, I'd started not feeling it much anymore. I started getting that callus. Yeah. Um, same Does the, the body stop bruising or bruises less? It bruises less, and you start, you know, you start getting a feel for it, because you still get, I still got the red marks and stuff on it on my back and my, uh, you know, by my ribs and stuff. 
Um, but you know, not to like prolong a story or anything, but yeah, I we started learning moves and stuff and he figured out I wasn't bullshit. And I was like, yeah, I had some training and I knew what I was doing here and there. So he puts us in our first match and our first matches with, uh, against this team menace to society. And it's a hardcore match, but we go out there and just beat the holy hell out of each other. We went to like value village to buy like dollar items that we get each other with. So yeah, we, we did that. And, uh, that was like our first match and, uh, we went over, we won um within three matches we ended up being tag champs but that's how that started um and then he had to move away jake moved away we did a split angle with me and him and he moved on to georgia um and then i went singles and uh yeah i just started re, re that's when when i went singles is when i would come to the ring i had a black like hood over my face kind of like a balaclava almost yeah is that how you call it you said it right yeah, balaclava. And then I would have like this half skull mask over it. Nice. And then I had my hair out over top. And then that's how I'd come to the ring. And I had this trench coat that the, my buddy who did my tattoos airbrushed and stuff. And then, uh, you know, I have, when the match started, I would take it off. And underneath my face was like painted. Like I'd have black lines, almost like corpse paint mm-hmm. lined up and stuff. And then, yeah. So there's no end to the uh, to the terror. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't. There's layers. There's people yeah. layers to your face. You're like, what the fuck? What the yep. fuck? What the fuck? Yeah, yeah. We we kind of worked it into the story that when my tag partner left, I kind of reached a new level of like, um, just menace, menacing, like just what's the word I'm looking for? Dark, twisted. Like it, you lost your mind. You yeah, I lost my mind. I started, it started wreaking havoc on deeper. Yep, I started like cutting promos, like Bray Wyatt type promos almost, where like really speaking in symbolic, um, you know, symbolic point of view and using a lot of like weird, like I would look up quotes in the Bible and like twist them and turn them and stuff like that to do like promos, just to be as evil as I could and as twisted as I could. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I started doing like, it was funny because like my promoter would always get on me. He'd be like, I'd be like, hey, dude, uh, so we're in this match. Can I just blade right here? And he's like, you, dude, you always want to bleed. I was like, yeah, it adds to the match. <laughs> so you'd always give me shit. He's like, so you want to blade, don't you? I'm like, yeah, sure. You don't have to give me the red green light. I'll just do it now. So you did, you bled a lot? Yeah. Like, yeah? Yeah, I did a lot of bleed. I have scars from barbed wire and stuff like that and thumbtacks, light tubes, all that shit. That's not my, that's not my jam. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I was like, I'd, I'd ask somebody like, Hey, look, we could do this spot. I was like, you don't have to get hit with barbed wire, but let's do this spot. And you can hit me with it. They're like, all right, cool. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so yeah, I wrestled for a while, like almost 10 years around. And then, um, about 10 years ago, 2010, 2011 is when I started dying down settling okay. down on the wrestling my body started really hurting um and then my music started going and i want really wanted to concentrate on music because yeah, i was yeah, one yeah. of my first loves and you know and i i could only go so far with wrestling and as I, like i i wanted to do more but at the same time i didn't um i started seeing like more of some of the politics back then too it's not like it was now with like everyone is in it to win it together Right. Back then there was still some politics and stuff. And I saw some of that side of the business and stuff that really turned me off on it. Some, you know, politicking to the promoter or this, or, you know, shit talking. And, you know, it's like back then it was cutthroat too. 
like yeah, you know? yeah. so i was just like you know it's i think i'm done i never really had like a last going away match which sucks because i really want one but yeah um yeah when my music you never, started pushing up, you never know movies. right i mean now i'm like dude i would like to get back into ring shape and like do a couple of matches and stuff but i was like i don't know my body's gonna let me do that right right you know? where's where's the jacket where's the jacket oh the the jacket the trench coat i still yeah. got it still i still got, got i still got that i got my boots i got my singlet um i never wore like a i wore my singlet underneath everything but i used to wear like cargo pants or uh something like that and a cutoff like button-up shirt or some shirt we got to get you one of those like uh Mar those the Marvel DC like the uh that the superheroes keep like Batman keeps his suits in the little like oh yeah, yeah like in the glass case yeah in the glass case just have one of those yeah. like in the room then when people walk by your living room they're like what the fuck I'm is that? that yeah, yeah it was a time yep and then yeah let me just tell everybody uh wrestling fucking hurts it hurts bad uh well especially when you first get into it I've gotten punched kicked you know the when knocked out of me, concussions, you know, it's just, you name it, it's happened. So yeah, people throwing around the F word while some of it is choreographed and predetermined. Shit hurts, man. I've gotten hit with a chair and dude, it took me like a week for everything to clear up. And I've t I, I could take a chair like a champ. I could take a chair with the best of them, you know, putting the arm up, blocking it and stuff, man. But man, I got hit in the head once and that's all it took was like, Jesus yeah, yeah. still finished the match mind you yeah i don't remember it but i finished it there's like a handful of matches i don't remember finishing but yeah i finished them so yeah. every time i see these guys go because I, I i fancy myself athletic i don't know if that's real or not uh but when i watch these matches and watch this stuff like like i said when i was in college like those first couple years uh especially when i got into it where we would like do we would just fuck around in our living room which doesn't count but now I mean, shit, I'm 40, but I see these dudes, like, do stuff. And I'm like, May maybe if I stepped it up. But, but no, man. There's a, I mean, it's it's cool to watch and it's cool to fantasize, like, that I could actually do something for the first time as as an old man, sort of. I'm not an old man, but in that world, I am. Um, but, yeah, it is it is hard to watch people do stuff and perform and then not want to do that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it is. And I still I got a couple bumps left in me, but who knows? Yeah. Um, you know, it's just, yeah, I would, I, I would jump out the opportunity to like do it again, have a couple matches and do it again. But you know, it's just the reality of it. You got to face and yeah. yeah. You know, so I remember many, what's that? Go ahead. Go ahead. You remember? Oh, I was just going to say, I remember like one of my first, not the tag match. It was, uh, I think it was uh, not the first tag match, the hardcore one. It was a different match. It was like either the match after that, we had a long match. It was like maybe 15 to 20 minutes. And like for us as a tag team, that's long. Like we were like Brock Lesnar of tag matches, like five and done, you know, underneath under 10 minutes I'm in, but we had a longer one. And I just remember like saying, like thinking like, Jesus Christ, how do you do this without water? <laughs> you know, <laughs> like I'm sitting, I'm like, God, I need to drink a water. And I remember going to my buddy Jake and I'm working over uh, one of the, our opponents in the corner. And I take him, I take him in. I'm like, do you need to take over from me? I was like, I need water. I'm dying here. <laughs> and the dude that I'm working over just started he corpse. He started laughing a little bit. So, but yeah, it sucks, man. And then like in my singles matches and stuff like that. Yeah. Like you get used to it. You know, you hydrate before the match, you know, sometimes I would chew some gum 
during the match yeah, to yeah. have it, but yeah. And I would start a I would start a gimmick where like something uh where you knew that you had to like drink water from the crowd and just have hour long matches while you're high, <laughs> where you're like perfectly hydrated instead of I did that mashing aquafinas. <laughs> I stole water from the commentators a lot. Just take yeah. a swig and throw it at my opponent. <laughs> like, thank you. Uh, little did they know, though. Gotta stay hydrated. Right? Yeah. What were you going to ask me? Sorry, I didn't mean to cut. I have no idea. I don't remember. Cool. Right on. Whatever. Sure. Uh, oh, now I remember. Uh, how many gimmicks did you have? Did you have just, do you have two? Do you have like one? Two. Um, I mean, if you're counting, like, the actual wrestling part of it and not my, like, backyarding stuff. Yeah. I'm counting whatever you count. Yeah, so I would just count like what I did in the actual ring and not like backyard stuff was two, and it was just kind of like evolving of of what I was before. Okay. So when I came in, like we were, my name was Violence. My partner's name was Sick, so we were Sick and Violence Disaster Piece. Um, so like that was like we were barroom brawlers, pretty much. Like we were kind of you know messed in the head and like didn't give a shit. We we're like road warriors. That's what we yeah, pretty yeah. much were like. This is what we kind of want to be like is like the road warriors, um, you know, cross with a little bit of powers of pain kind of thing, you know, like just no nonsense, beat the piss out of you. We're not technical. We just want to get in the ring and fight. Um, and then when my buddy Jake moved, that's when I started. I took my character. I was like, OK, now where do I want to go with this? Because I don't want to be the same guy because I'm not. Right. So I thought about it and I was like, I kind of want to go darker, want to go deeper and kind of like Mick Foley was a huge inspiration for me. And that's and Jake the Snake. So I took them to and I was like, all right, how demented can I get and like kind of get the screws loose and like just watching a lot of Mick Foley, Cactus Jack stuff, a lot of Jake the Snake stuff. And that's how that came to be. And then um, the promoter was like, dude, you know, you want to stick with your name? I'm like, yeah, but I want to add to it and I want to be violence the living nightmare. So that's where the living nightmare came in to play. Uh So I was not only living my own nightmare, I was living your nightmare too. So that's kind of like how the whole whole thing played off. Yeah. Yeah. Also, those are my two characters and I just got darker and darker with my violence character until it was like just nonsense. Like I had no friends. I was neither a heel nor a face. I would partner with somebody, but at the same time I could probably whoop their ass in the same match and just leave and not care so it was like that it was like just kind of brian pillman ish loose cannon like you don't know what's going on in this dude's head he's just screwed up so. yeah. all right well i would like to say that's the end of the show we're gonna <laughs> do the promos uh thanks for sharing everything Pody. uh no at some point i i'm an interrupter so i usually tell my stories whether people want to hear them or not or whether you asked i'll just start my story so uh, at this point, people know me pretty well, but um, tell everybody listening about any new music you got coming out or anything, or any of the creative stuff that you're doing, other than the thing you and I are going to be doing. Um, True. Don't talk about it. I won't. Don't worry. It's not time. Yeah. Keep that under the rug, damn it. It's under the rug. Close <laughs> to the vest and none of your like business. Like close to your cheeks. Close to your, real close to your cheeks. Real close. Uh, oh. Yeah. Yeah, um, as everyone knows, you could just find me on uh, find me on Twitter, Instagram, Bruiser Bodie. Uh, just search there. I'm on Facebook. You can see me there, Josh Bodie. Um, you'll see me on the Juice Pro Wrestling site. I'm always posting memes, so got them fire dank ass memes. I'm always dropping. 
Um, if you want interested in my band, it's Sexual Atrocities. Uh, just search it on Facebook, Sexual Atrocities, Official Sexual Atrocities. Um, I'm on there too. Where we were before all this happened, recording an album. We were going to hit the studio actually to record and track drums this Saturday, and unfortunately, we can't uh, because of this whole thing, and we yeah. are not finished with the album we would have been done with everything because we were just on a tear and we only had like a few songs left um but yeah be on the lookout we're coming out with a new uh cd soon hopefully sooner rather than later um i'm also working on new mass murder messiah that hopefully i'll have out i'm re- home recording it too and everything so i can get that out quick um so that's what i'm doing musically um other than that i'm just you know Is, uh i know racine brewing yeah. Uh, had a, a family uh, tragedy, but are they are they doing pickups? Like, can you can you buy beer uh, if you're out in the Racine area? Can you? Yeah, we had to take a now? two. Yeah, they, we took a two week uh, close. I think we're reopening this Friday. I'm not positive on that if it's still happening. Um, but yeah, we were doing curbside, so you know people would come to the door. It was locked. I'd go and open it. We everything was sanitized and safe. Yeah, yeah. You know, masks, gloves. I go in and refill. Ref- fill your, you know, growler or whatever you wanted. Um, so yeah, we we're doing curbside pickup and everything. So, yeah. yeah. Racine so Brewery company. Racine Brewery, uh, downtown Racine, which is not yep. far from Milwaukee. If you're up in that area, go support small, good beer. small business. Good beer. People. Good beer. Good people. Yeah. Man. Yep. And hopefully when this clears up and we can do another recording out there yeah. or, or properly get shit faced. Uh, yes. that's not responsible to say. Just go. We'll just go hang out sometime soon. Because when we did that, when we did it last time, we had the. I actually, I think the two beers that I had, uh, I hadn't drank any beer for a few months. I don't know if that's true or not. Um, <laughs> but I, but I really, I, I, we had to keep it together because we had to drive back home. Right. So, uh, but it was cool. It was cool. We were and and everybody was very gracious host. So, yeah. With that being said, um, you know how to listen and watch everything on Juice Pro Wrestling. Follow Juice on Twitter. Follow me on. Twitter or don't. My Twitter is bullshit. I just re-keep, I just keep retweeting stuff that you guys put on. Um, and on occasion I'll, I'll, uh, I'll put something in and then nothing happens unless you guys retweet it. <laughs> yeah. I think everyone needs to follow Markbot 5000. Oh yeah. Markbot 5000. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Newest addition to the team. Uh, as our characters keep piling up, uh, we'll get better and better. So three Vinces yeah. will have a Twitter page soon. Oh, three Vinces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, there, there might be some dispatches from heaven with some uh, dearly departed wrestlers that we might be doing oh, soon. Yeah. A lot of stuff. But, uh, yeah, congratulations to Justin. And the yes, baby. Um, Thanks for being patient with us. Thanks, Bodie, for doing this and letting me interview you. Thanks for listening to me stutter for an hour. And uh, I don't know. Do you want to give the <laughs> Yeah, why not? Remember, guys, hit the subscribe and like button on YouTube. We're at 1,000, so let's keep it trucking. Twitter, at JPDub, Juice Pro Wrestling Podcast, everywhere like that. Please follow Srenton. That guy's the man. He has a lot to say. So until next time, you know what to do, guys. We got to wet him up. Wet him up. Wet him up. Wet him up. You gonna so do what? sex to me? Ho, 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 ho.
you know, as different as everything seems this holiday season, one thing still holds true year after year. Everybody loves holiday scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. And with tickets available from $1 to $20, they're the perfect gift for anyone on your list 18 years or older. So, stay safe this year and play it safe with your gift-giving. Give scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. Two kinds of bacon and all kinds of delicious. Say hello to Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. 